0: Hello, and welcome to the Beautiful Business podcast. Beautiful Business is a community for leaders who believe there's a better way of doing business. We believe beautiful businesses are led with purpose by people who care, guided by a clear strategy, and fully grow. My name is Yeren Sang from the Beautiful Business team, and I was lucky enough to get the chance to interview Chris Hunter. Chris is a founder and technical director of the digital and creative agency Studio Republic. Since starting off from his kitchen table almost 20 years ago, Chris has grown the agency to scoop awards from the likes of The Drum and The Third Sector. Studio Republic has been a B Corp certified agency since 2019 and now focuses on sustainability and social justice, helping charities, non-profit organizations, and ethical businesses with design and development of brand marketing tools, from brand identities to digital campaigns and websites. Their overarching purpose, to be a force for good and create impact in our everyday lives. I hope you enjoy the interview. Chris, when we say supporting local communities, what does that mean to the team at Studio Republic?
1: I guess it's direct and and indirect support. We're a a remote business now, so we don't have a local community. We have lots of local communities. But certainly when we were based in Winchester and we had the the studio there at time center, we did... Tried to do our bit for the local community. We'd try and shop locally wherever we could for the business. We hosted a, a networking event called Winchester Creatives, which was encouraging design and digital students out to meet other agency people. And not just agency people, photographers, copywriters, you name it, used to turn up. It was great. It was well supported by the local university because it forced their students to get out and mingle. And from that, we ended up taking on a few interns at the time. Local degree or postgrad students would come along and spend a few weeks with us getting a bit of real agency experience, which is vital when you're at university. We also ran Hack for Good, which was a hack event which brought together four or five agencies from across the South Coast to To spend a day together trying to solve a challenge digitally, we would get briefs submitted by a few different charities, um, such as Shelter, IMCA, and we'd work together to try and put something together for them that they could take forward and and get funding for. That's the initiatives we put in place there. I guess where we support now is as individuals, everyone in the team gets a couple of days volunteering time. So they can take that time out of work to go and help with the local charity, do litter picking, do whatever's close to their heart locally to them, the indirect impact is the the charities that we work with that serve their local communities. Part of our our ethos is only working with clients that deliver positive change. Working with charities is obviously a no-brainer and it's it's most of our client base now. All of those have that direct impact to the the communities that, that they serve. It's broad and varied, I would say.
0: That's fabulous. You mentioned that your team gets a couple of days a month, a quarter or on an annual basis. How how does that work? It's an annual basis,
1: but it doesn't have to be two days at once. It could be a couple of hours a month. And we've had members of the team that have been involved in local charities, sat on charity boards that have just done their bit in that time. And then a lot of the time it expands and it ends up into evenings and weekends as well. We encourage that as much as possible, because it's good for the soul, apart from anything else, to to give something back. We're all better people with with better experience. You become a more rounded individual the more things that you you get involved with. I've certainly
0: found a benefit and I think everyone else has as well. No, indeed. How many people are in the Studio Republic team now? There's 10 currently. You mentioned that you only work with organisations that that do good and I understand that the financials and the commerciality behind that can be a little bit harder to reconcile at times. But for you and for, for Studio Republic, Was there a balance that you had to make between profit and purpose? Did you feel that there was a decision-making process that you had to go through?
1: It was a scary leap at first to make that decision because we did not know how it was going to pan out. Actually, carving a bit of a niche for ourselves has really helped. It's helped filter out inquiries that, that don't fit with our mission, that don't fit with the qualifying criteria, which is handy. It also felt really, really good the first few times when we were able to say no, just to clients that didn't fit the ethos or frankly, we just didn't want to work with as a team. It's a balance, but in doing what we do in a specialized way, it's actually helped grow the business and being known for working, particularly with charities, the reputation is growing. People are trusting us more. We've got a great network of partners now that refer us work because they know what we're about. They can trust us that that referral is going to be in good hands. So for us, yeah, it's, it's worked out really well. And I don't think there has to be this idea that you can't be profitable and purposeful. Two absolutely can go hand in hand. And there's no shame in still being a profitable business, but having a purpose. We're clear. We're not a charity. We do still need to turn a profit so we can grow the team so we can increase the impact. We're certainly more financially stable now than we were a few years ago, having taken that decision, which is amazing. It's a testament that you can do good and be successful at the same time. 100%. It
0: makes me feel really good to hear you say that, being purpose-driven and has improved the financial performance of the organization retrospectively. Do you find that you've had that benefit reputationally as well? A lot of the work we've done with, with our partners over at Wow, when they do things like the Bench Press Report, um, and they talk about how agencies that niche attract more businesses, they're able to charge disproportionately more for the services. Have you found that niching into charities and purpose-driven organisations that you've had that benefit as well in terms of reputational uplift? I think reputation-wise, definitely. The longer it goes on, obviously,
1: the, the client list expands. We're lucky to be working with larger and larger charities with a bigger and bigger reputation and obviously as an agency you're judged by the latest piece of work what has had a a really big impact on the team though is that everything that we do has impact everyone is so committed to doing a better job every time for the, the clients that that we have and that we continue to work with super motivated the team are chosen as much by personality and ethos, a skill set. So the makeup of the team is absolutely vital for us. And we're really lucky that we've got 10 individuals that are completely committed to the same mission that myself and my business partner, Jack, are. It's all a team effort and we're held massively accountable as well. So there may be times where if money's a bit tight, we might be tempted to, to take a bit of work that doesn't fit with that mission. Well, we just can't. They would absolutely hold us to account. Not that we want to, but it's that team dynamic is massively important and it's been helped so much by having this clear mission.
0: Just going back to your point, Chris, about your team and, and this motivation that they have and this passion that they have, I imagine that feeds into that financial viability, the sustainability in the sense that you've got people who are, I remember coming across this term. I'm jumping around a little bit, so apologies, but I'm coming across this term that everybody in your team, they've got a discretionary piece of productivity so that people will do what's required of them, what you pay them to do. And then there's this little bit, this little box that you can open up of this discretionary productivity, where if you create the right environment for them, the right ethos, the right kind of culture, that they will go into this box and pull out the stops for you and unlock this bit of extra creativity. It sounds like that's manifesting within Studio Republic. 100%. Every
1: project that we do is better than the labs, genuinely. The team growing in obviously their experience and their passion and their skill sets. We invest a lot of time into making sure that that everyone is happy, that everyone is well looked after. Jack, our MD, his most important role is team well-being. It's really important that we don't end up with any burnout as you often find in agencies. In January, we moved to a four-day working week, which has been amazing. It's been so successful. And actually, we haven't seen a drop in productivity. I think that extra day of time to yourself means you just come back on a Monday, so much more energized, so much more ready for the week ahead. It's been fantastic. It's hugely important to look after the team. They're everything to us. We can't do it without them. It's a real focus of ours to make sure that everyone is happy.
0: Very interesting that you've embarked on the four-day working week. What was your decision-making process? We were lucky that,
1: obviously, by the time we started looking into it as an idea, lots of research had been done. Lots of people had been through the process, made the mistakes that we didn't need to. We talked to a few other business owners that had done it and had trialed some people working Monday to Thursday, others Tuesday to Friday, which ended up being a disaster because they spent a day a week catching up with the rest of the team who hadn't been there the previous days. There was a lot of, of research and thinking that went into it. Before we made the call, we extended the working day ever so slightly. We start half an hour earlier, finish quarter, half an hour later, depending on how the the end of the day meeting goes. Other than that, it's business as usual. The motivator was really just that work-life balance, which culturally, I think we've got wrong. We're still working in a way that was defined back in Victorian times when the husband went out to work and the wife stayed at home looking after the kids and We don't live like that anymore. So why are we still working like that? It's crazy. It doesn't have to be that way. There are still challenges with it. We're a service-based business. We offer services at 24-7, hosting being one of them. We're lucky that an amazing hosting partner called Positive Internet, who are there 24-7 amazing company, the greenest hosting, most experienced Linux hosting in the UK. We love them. As owners, it tends to not stop on a Thursday afternoon. It does creep in a little bit to Friday. We tell the team to do as we say, as we do, and please switch off and don't work on the weekend. There's the odd bit of compromise to it. Occasionally, things do crop up on a Friday that I have to jump on. But other than that, it's been very smooth so far. The idea was a six-month trial, but I can't see us not continuing with it now. I wouldn't want to go back to working on the Friday, Now,
0: To your point about the, the way that working patterns haven't really moved since after the Industrial Revolution, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it is a critical part of a modern progressive company. Has there been much of an impact in terms of your employer brand for people wanting to come and work for you? We haven't been on a, a big recruitment drive since we brought it in, but
1: certainly we have, well, starting with us on Monday. Have you pers- strangely very keen on the idea because why wouldn't you be it's a no-brainer i think it's what am i going to do on a friday because other friends were this is actually going to be anything to do but what i and a lot of the team do is you do all the life admin on a friday you do the shopping you do the hoovering you do the stuff that you don't want to be doing at the weekend and you start the weekend with a clear slate and have two days of freedom without having to worry about all of that stuff.
0: When you say it like that, it does sound like a complete no-brainer. And I feel like for a lot of founders, and in fairness, myself included, it is always going to be that, that niggling. And I suppose it depends on the financial stability of, of your organization. And to a degree, the financial performance of the organization, if you feel like you can take that. But the reality is, as you say, you go through this experimentation, productivity does not dip. If you're able to charge out if you work on an agency basis, I'm at a day rate, hourly rate, that income doesn't fall.
1: Like I say, watch this space. I'll let you know in a few months' time if it, if it ended up working out. But certainly, you know, in terms of, of turnover and profit, if anything, it's gone up since. And I think part of that is due to things relaxing, a bit more confidence generally with people spending. But also just in terms of productivity, we're getting through projects the same, if not
0: faster than we were before. That's fantastic. Was it Ford that changed the working day from 16 hours to 8 hours and doubled the wage and and productivity in the Ford factories went off the scale, which is why that model was adopted way back whenever it was? It feels like there needs to be another revolution, given everything we've gone through over the last couple of years and, and the way that modern work has changed.
1: It seems to be happening. There's more and more businesses that are taking it on. We had find that the TSB are going to be taking on a four-day week. Once the big corporates <laughs> take it on, then that will give the confidence to, to lots of other businesses to, to give it a go
0: too. I hope so. Because if you can get your life admin done in one of those days, you've got two days to physically, mentally, spiritually recharge, and then you're at your best again for the next four days. It makes so much sense. And it, the status quo, it, it's almost that definition of working harder rather than smarter and not giving that space to breathe, that space to recharge and be more creative and more productive. Yeah, absolutely. So coming back to being involved in the local communities, if we take the, the Winchester initiatives, how did you go about selection and measuring impact?
1: In those days, I think all of those were pre-Beagle. So impact measurement wasn't really a thing for us. It certainly is now. But, you know, it was more of a, what can we do? What would we like to do? Hack for Good was incredibly good fun. It was just great to be involved and it was good fun for the team. It it took a lot of work. We were lucky at the time to have a a chap called Dan working with us, who was amazing at organizing that kind of thing. Had a great network and pulled together all of the the charity input and the agency input and ran it on the day. So from that point of view, it was fantastic. Hack for Good was a, a fun thing that turned into something a bit more meaningful when we got the, the charity input rather than it just being a hack day for mm-hmm. the devs and designers to, to geek out for a day. We've done other stuff around pro bono. So we generally do a pro bono project a year and the decision for that is team-based. Most of those are done as an agency business effort to help a charity out. But occasionally we get the opportunity to work on things outside of work that can make a huge difference. And we were incredibly lucky to be asked to join in with the 2.6 challenge a couple of years ago during lockdown obviously loads of charities were were suffering so that was a project that we built the website the brand and all of the assets for the charities to be able to use themselves and ended up raising over 11 million pounds so that was amazing but that was all completely volunteer based that was a team working evenings weekends to get it done which again is is testament to the, the ethos of the team that everyone gave up so much time to contribute to it and had a huge impact. So we're all like incredibly proud of the the work that went on. But there's things that we can do as a business and then there's there's other things that we do as, as kind of individuals together.
0: It's interesting to mention there about the hack event that you organized. It sounded like this heady mix of using the skills and the capabilities of the team in terms of the pragmatic skills that they got and the professional skills that they got, but then blending it with the passion that they have. And then the secret sauce was getting the charities and then then those guys involved and from there as well. So would you say the main drivers of that was building these initiatives and getting the engagement from the team? Do you think that was the seeds of success?
1: Yeah, I think so. And actually what we found is there there are lots of other agencies out there that, that want to do the right thing as well. The others that were involved weren't necessarily charity specialist, but that doesn't mean they don't care. They absolutely cared passionately about the day and getting involved with it. I think it's not something you can force upon a team. You can't say do this. It was a voluntary thing to do in the day. If you want to get involved, you can come (laughs) similarly with the other agencies. So again, we're lucky that everyone put their hand up to it because the sort of bunch that the team is
0: that's absolutely bad and it does seem to me like it comes back to you mentioned team again and their attitude and their, and their approach to this and their mentality towards it it comes back to having that clarity of mission and your own values as an organization as a business as an agency it's almost becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy i imagine people will come to it because they're attracted to it all the people that are in it will either stay or they will go if they align and they feel like they're part of that then then I imagine they'll hang around for a good long time. If it's not quite right for them, then it's not quite right for you and it's a mutual position. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's um, From what you've done, both in terms of the work in Winchester and the hacks and also from a, a, a distributed workforce perspective, what kind of tips would you give other business owners if they want to be involved in supporting their local communities?
1: It's a good question. I think it has to come from the team. It can't be something that Can be decreed from management to say we are going to take this initiative. It it has to be something that everyone's bought into. And that could be anything from going and doing a beach clean. We spent a day in the suburb on a farm that is rewilding. So we spent the day doing tree maintenance with them, helping look after this woodland that they planted. And it, it doesn't need to be onerous. It was an amazing day out in the countryside. And we all had a barbecue afterwards. And it was great, but we were still having that. Kind of positive impact while we're doing it. It doesn't need to be huge. It doesn't need to be onerous. It doesn't need to be expensive, but it does have a really great impact in bringing teams together, having everyone feel a bit better about themselves for for that time that they're doing it. So, I think it's a no-brainer, really. And there are so many local projects that are crying out for for help for volunteers that it's certainly not difficult to to find someone that would gladly take a few bodies for. It.
0: To help them out. Thank you so much, Chris Todhunter, for sharing your stories, your experiences, and how you and the team at Studio Republic have grown by keeping purpose and impact at the core of what you do, making the world a better place. Thank you for joining us for this week's Beautiful Business podcast. Beautiful Business is a community for leaders who believe there's a better way to do business. Join us next time for more interesting discussion on how businesses can bring about change, helping communities. Building a fairer society and safeguarding the planet. You can also join in the discussion at www.beautifulbusiness.uk.